I'm OG, y'all new to the game. Yo, 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 welcome to the Who That Kiss Podcast. It's your boy RK rocking with JD. Yeah, man, we uh we out here right now just thinking about uh last week and going into this gigantic, monumental, gargantuan. How often do you get to use the word gargantuan game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, on Sunday night? And uh, this is going to be a short podcast, but we're going to get to a lot of a lot of points. Can I just talk about my boy real quick? Can I just kind of shout out? I know he probably ain't never going to hear this, but can I just shout out David Onyemata? David Inyamata. Like, can I just can I just shout my man out because this guy just keeps on making gigantic plays, literally. Two seconds after I hype him up, I was sitting at home being like, yo, 93's been playing well today. And then he gets the big tackle in the backfield. You know what I mean? Just just knocking a man off his block. So shout out David Onyemata. Shout out for the Saints for winning tight games. How you feeling, Justin? What, what, what are you thinking about this game? What are your what are your main couple thoughts here about this game? To the game coming up on Sunday? No, no, no. The one we just played. We'll get to the one on Sunday. The one I just played. Okay, the one I just played. Well, I, I, I like a lot of things that happen. Namely, the cold weather win for our first outdoor game of the year. That one was huge. I think that's a, that's a massive, you know, stepping stone for success this year because of uh, of the the narrative that follows Drew Brees with playing outside and not playing well when he has to. So, getting that win outside and his first time outside this year was was huge. Uh, another another one um, that I, I really enjoyed about the game as well was was the amount of pressure we put. Uh, from our D line, yeah. Uh, with our D line, uh, we got you know five, four or five sacks, um, and it started out like early on. It wasn't just like in one you know kind of flurry. It came throughout the game at at, at opportune times. There was um, a third and everyone string. Everyone got to eat a little bit too. There was a third string right tackling, but yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, but we still have to you know. Yep. You play against the fact that we got we got sacks yep. on the road. And and it, it was pivotal in, in some cases too. So that 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 was also a, a huge uh, point for um, our victory. And then also, uh, Mister Number Forty One just looks better and better each freaking week. Just, Fifty-five receptions on the oh. year in seven in seven games. Yo, and just, he's only two off the, the league lead. He's chasing Mike Thomas's record. That's the funny thing. He's chasing Mike. Yeah. <laughs> um. He, he's he's pacing one twenty-six. Right now, I think, and, and the record for RB is 119. Yeah, from CMC. Um, there's not much to say about 41. 41's a boss, the end. Like, we could sit here and tell everybody what they already know. If you have eyes and a heart that beats, you understand that this guy is just, he's above, he's above them all. If you don't think he's the number one back in your fantasy league, in real life league, in pretend league, in your dream league, then you're not, you're just, you're not paying attention to how the game is played. He glides, he doesn't run. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like he's thinking way ahead of you, and, and he's super talented. Anyways, yeah, I thought he's pretty awesome. Um, the one play with him that I was really frustrated about, and I think it was the wind. They ran that same play they ran against Detroit on the fourth down. They ran on third oh, down, yeah. and they, they, they had him, and the ball floated backwards uh, towards yeah. his right shoulder, yeah. and he couldn't see it. So um, that was my one down for him the entire game. Actually, add another down. He had three drops, and, and I get it. He's going to get so much activity and so much production out of a lot of things that he does, and he's, he's human. He's going to be he's gonna make some mistakes. So it was frustrating to see those drops because some of those are going to be b- pretty big plays, I think. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, he's amazing. Um, I had a couple downs. So you talked about a couple positives. I have a couple downs. I'm getting really irritated on the flags that aren't getting called 
You know, and it just seems like the, the same narrative. Every single time we have to talk about the refs, it's in a negative light. We are not getting these breaks. Like, uh, Nick Underhill posted something. He said it's, it's the penalties that are getting called are akin to getting penalized for jaywalking. You know what I mean? Like, they're mm-hmm. just, they're mm-hmm. so ticky-tacky against us. And then we have uh, Kendall Fuller, who runs through Traquan Smith, doesn't get his head around the ball, and Traquan tries to work back towards the ball, and he can't get it because he's being tackled before the ball gets there. And the ref doesn't even yeah. think about throwing a flag. And I'm just, I'm so irritated. I watched the Giants game last night and then that play at the end. I know Daniel Jones made a bad pass, but Winfield's there early and he hits the guy and they throw the flag and then they pick the flag up. It's just like, mm-hmm. I don't understand the, the lack of continuity with these officials and, and the difference of rules. I understand they took away, they took away the, the PI review, but... These flags are starting to really get to us. Like it seemed like we had a good day with regards to penalties. We still had five penalties, four of which um, yeah. were were for first downs for Chicago. So mm-hmm. CD Deuce has got to clean up his play. I understand he's a spark plug, and he probably he probably had a, a pretty good play by getting punched in the head by for us um, because that took Chicago back when they were pushing. Yeah, but uh, we got it. He's got to clean up. He got caught in a couple of rub plays. Uh, where they're picks, they're legit picks, and they're five yards down the field, and the refs aren't throwing the flag, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's annoying. But we have to clean up the crossing. It seems that that's the play that's beating us this year. Is teams are really doing a lot of mo- a lot of motion with their quarterbacks, and getting a lot of these crossing routes. You know what I mean? Like these drag routes with either mm-hmm. a delayed drag or two guys going in opposite directions with a boot by the quarterback, and, and you see these guys just springing open. So we have to, I don't know if Dennis Allen's got to do something in the film room with these guys, but we have to do something where we can fix that problem because right now that's an Achilles heel and it just seems like if a team needs seven, they're getting seven. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they need eight, they're getting eight. And, and I find that to be really problematic when we're on third down and I feel like we just got a sack, it's third and 13, and you see a rub route. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or you see a crossing yeah. route yeah. And, and a guy's running towards the first down marker. So um, i like to clean that up. My one positive of the game is welcome back to the to the New Orleans Saints, Cameron Jordan. Um, we we do appreciate yeah. you showing back up to the team. I think little brother with the short arms, Trey Hendrickson, has uh, has spawned a l- little fire in Cameron Jordan's belly, being like, "Yo, if I don't speed up, like this boy's gonna keep on passing me for sacks and beat me this year." So yeah. um, that that was awesome to see Cam Jordan join. Um, and the last thing, Andrew Breeze. Andrew Breeze, I give you a. I give you a, just a nice standing ovation. My man was my man was desperado. You see him slipping in the pocket there. Guys getting hands on him. Oh, he's yeah. just stepping up like a little ballerina, losing the ball, then getting it back in his hand and getting that ball at the Traquan Smith. Yo, Andrew played a fantastic game in the cold. And you have to remember, I'm 38. I'm not trying to get hit by nobody bigger than me ever. <laughs> this guy's got gargantuan. Twice I used that word today, man. Like just trying to kill him. And he stands up in the pocket and makes a good pass and then takes a lick and gets back up with that stupid look on his face like he's always confused. And uh, <laughs> if, he's, if he's not a top-five quarterback this year in the NFL for what he's doing with what he's working with, then, again, you have no eyes or a heart that's beating and don't understand football. I digress. I and, 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 and one more thing that we have to talk about, too, I think, quickly is, is the fact that we have now two overtime wins on our on our belt. And Drew has Drew has fifty three uh, uh, comeback wins. Yeah, he's that's, too, that's he, huge. And if, if you look back in the history, like it's it's hard to go you know perfect in overtime games. And we're 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 sitting there right now, 
Um, and that's just that's a character builder, man. That's that's a grind it out. Like we're not going to blow teams out, but we are going to be here to the last second. And if we need more time, we'll still be here for those seconds too. Like it's it's really good to see, man. Like I feel like that's going to bode well for us in the future, in the near, very near future, uh, come January, if we need to go to overtime and have that confidence that we can do it then too. Because I know our last overtime venture in, in playoffs didn't quite go that way, right? So yeah. we uh, we know now that we can do this damn thing. So that's, that's huge for us. Yeah, and another interesting thing is, I, and I want to talk about this quickly, but I was on my little rant for three minutes there. Sorry, listeners. Um, <laughs> Janoris Jenkins, he had a flat-footed play. I think it's just because he hasn't played many snaps in the last little bit because he was injured, right? But that end zone, that, that touchdown at the end of the game, you saw Janoris Jenkins looking at it, and it took him a half second to process, and he was flat-footed, and then he broke on the ball, and it went just just in front of him. That's the mm-hmm. kind of play that he takes to the house. Like that's a, I thought that that was an ideal situation for him to be in, and a great play call by Dennis Allen. He just whiffed on the play. So I think that that's a good sign for us, that he's reading it that way. He made a little bit of an error. He'll see that in film. And I think he, you know, he'll, be, he'll be functioning a little bit better in this Tampa Bay game. Um, mm-hmm. And Marshawn played better. He wasn't great, but he played better. You know, like I expect him to be a top five corner in the NFL. And now he's playing top 20. You know, in the last two, yeah. games, ta- last two games, he's playing top 20. So the fact that he's not getting beat deep and he's, it seems like he's paying attention... That's a positive. Okay, give me your offensive and defensive star from this game that we just played. Offensive star from this game. Uh, I'm missing, well, besides the obvious, I'm, I'm not going to go AK because that's too too easy. But someone that I think stood out that you know didn't have much production, but but important production was Jared Cook. Yeah, Jared Jared Cook that big big target and that big range in the end zone. Like when he when he goes up for a ball, like. That he must be at least touching top of the backboard almost. It seems some yeah. days like he's yeah. he's up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then that, that going in twice on that in that last possession before half was was huge. Oh, a huge sexy. thing that, so that, that sexy. Sean Payton showed confidence in, in Jared Cook. Yeah, that was sexy. Um, and then defensive player of the game, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with David Onyemata just because of that play he made and he just looks like a bear out there. Yeah, like he bared the bears, man. He, he's he's so good. Yeah, um, I mean, I feel like he's still he's still like ascending. Like he's not quite, he hasn't found his plateau obviously yet. But like he's he's working his way up. Yeah, and he's ascending, man. He's only going to get better. Um, on offense for me, it's a tie, and these are two names I thought I didn't think I'd throw in there for uh, offensive player of the games because they had limit. Well, one of them had a very limited touch on the game, but his touches were gigantic. Taysom Hill, every touch he had was productive. Whether he was on third down and long, getting a nice long run where he ran powerful. And at one of them, I don't know if you noticed, he got dinged pretty hard. And he he was slow to get up and he was giving his head a shake. But he didn't want to get put in concussion protocol, it looked like. So he kind of walked backwards and just was like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. But he got dinged. Um, The touchdown touchdown was a great route by our quarterback tight end utility, man. Uh, Just fantastic. Exact same route that Cook ran. Um, and he outran the safety in the middle, so he got into the end zone, which was fantastic. So it's between him and, and Andres Pete. I thought Andres Pete was fantastic. I watched that game again, and I've started to watch a lot of the O-line play. On the opposite side, Ruiz has been so bad. But um, Pete was fantastic, and he was he was spry. Like, getting to the second level, he was punching guys in the head. 
at one point in time, he he almost knocked Khalil Mack on his butt. Like, Khalil took it, you know, head on and, and kept his feet. But he was close to getting Khalil right on his butt. And I thought that that was a pretty mm-hmm. cool sighting because Andres Pleat has now played well in six or seven games for us. So, knock on wood, um, that's, a, that's a really good thing. Uh, on defense? Yeah. I said I was going to renounce this guy, and I said my recidivism, you know what I mean, for, for cheering for this guy is enough. Uh, he, I'm good with him being benched, and he played fantastic. You know why we didn't hear Marcus Williams' name this game? Because he played fantastic. He tackled Shirley. He was in place so they couldn't throw the ball deep. Like, unless I missed something where it, he was supposed to be in coverage on any of those deep passes that they threw to Mooney and to Robinson, I'm pretty sure he had a clean game. I'd like to see where PFF yeah. r- ranks him. I'm going to take a look at that today. But for me right now, just looking at it, because you said David Onyemata, my, my second MVP would have been Marcus Williams, which is such a huge factor going into Sunday night. So Sunday night, we got the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We just watched them last night. You and I were texting back and forth like little schoolgirls. You know, praying for <laughs> praying for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers downfall, and then you know falling apart when they didn't. Um, that defense looked like it had a couple a uh, couple of flaws. And Vita Vey, you know, the minus of Vita Vey there looks like it's st- starting to rear its ugly head. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I think Sean Payton might have been salivating last night watching the game, the game on on TV or whatever he watches it on. But like looking at and all the you know slants and goes and the wheel routes that the Giants were running with, with guys that, you know, don't strike fear in, in many men's eyes. Um, all of a sudden, like, Jamel Dean was being targeted over and over and over again. He was one of their better corners going into this game. So um, if the Giants exposed a little chink in their armor for us with Darius Slayton running wild on him, not not producing, but just getting open, like literally 15, 20 yards downfield while Jamel Dean watches his numbers go past him, like he... He was wide open on that first pick to Carlton Davis. That if if Daniel Jones had looked towards that side, you know that that's it for him right there. And, and who can you see doing that to Jamel Dean from our team? Oh yeah, how about number yeah. eleven, Deontay yeah. Harris? Yeah. And I, I talked. Sorry, go ahead. And then the slants and goals that we saw happening all game too, like oh, Daniel Shepard, yeah, a beautiful slant and goal. Yeah. Like we're, we're going to see that all game. And then if we get the wheel routes out of the backfield from Kamara or from whoever it might be, Taysom Hill or Give me anyone back there. Give me Deontay Harris doing a wheel route. Like they, they can't they can't match up to that it seems. Like their their CBs are, are just not like conditioned to, to defend those routes. It seems. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with that, but and now they're like on a short week playing a tight game, which is what I was hoping for. And and I know I know Tom Brady, you know, doesn't like to to lose back to back. So it's kinda of maybe a silver lining if they didn't lose last night. Um because it doesn't happen often where he loses two in a row. So maybe it was kind of a good thing, but at the same time, the, the pressure that the Giants put on them to perform and to use all their energy to, to get that win um, might bode well for the Saints coming off a short week for the Bucks now. Okay, well, here are my sharp thoughts, okay? And you can reply to any of them if you want, and I'll stop talking. But I agree with you. Jamel Dean got kind of exposed. He's been playing really good football for a couple of weeks, but I thought he had his eyes in the backfield so often that guys were just kind of moving him off. And there was one route that... I believe Darius Slayton ran. It was like a post-up route. It was like he went to the post and he just tried to post him up with body. And he got in between yeah. him and the pass was off. Mike Thomas is going to run that route. And Mike Thomas is yeah. going to run it cleaner. And Mike Thomas is bigger and has he has sure hands. So he's going to catch that. So uh, I'm excited to see what that looks like. Devin White. 
they called him Devin Smith on the telecast because he was so bad, which was hilarious. Because the, uh, the I can't remember who was Al Michaels or whatever kept on saying Devin yeah. Smith, and I just I just couldn't stop giggling. Um, Devin White had a bad game, so he either continues that bad player come comes back really focused, ready to play. So that's going to be something to keep an eye on. Um, notes go away from JPP. Everything we do. Uh, his energy levels right now, I don't know how this guy's still doing this at 100 years old, but he is playing fast. How about we test him for mm-hmm. PEDs? That'd be nice. Um, and, and run towards Indomitian and Sue. The only thing that Sue's doing right now is hitting guys after the whistle. He is late for yeah. everything, and he is being exposed in the run game. He is literally getting ran at by Wayne Gallman. And he's having success. Like, we need to run Latavius Murray towards Indomic and Sue a lot in this game. I, I think that that's just the, the key to, to, to beating this team and getting some solid four or five yard runs. Um, Carlton Davis had his way with Michael Thomas in week one. We saw what happened. We did not like it. And you know who didn't like it more? Michael Thomas. So I think the ski mm-hmm. mask, I think the ski mask goes on after this game uh, as Mike Thomas robs Carlton Davis of his pride and integrity. And morals and, <laughs> and confidence and self-esteem and self-efficacy. Just name it. Just name it. Just manhood. Everything. I want I want Carlton Davis to go back to Fresh Prince. Okay? Pass the ball to Will. Um, yeah. And the last thing I noticed was that the New York Giants had a lot of success sending five guys. They didn't have to blitz too many, mm-hmm. but they had a lot of success sending five guys. And Brady started to airmail some of these balls. And when he airmailed them, I don't know if you noticed, the Giants, they just ran to the receiver and then got a hand up because the ball was always going to fall short. He was never leading mm-hmm. the receivers down the field. It was always falling short. So that could be something where if we're in trail technique, I hope our guys watch this game and they see that because that's going to give them the opportunity where they don't have to panic. They can just turn, locate the ball, and it's probably going to hit them. You know what I mean? Yeah. On any deep yeah. routes. So going into this game, we don't have a lot of time. I'm interested to hear a couple of your thoughts about how you think this game is going to go. And then I want you to give me two offensive MVPs and two defensive MVPs. And the reason why I'm giving you two is because this game is double important. This is gigantic. This is monumental. This is our season in a nutshell. I understand we can still make the playoffs. I get it. But this is the division, essentially. You know what yeah, I mean? And, and here's, here, here's the thing. So if we get the win on Sunday, or I should say when we get the win on Sunday, now we're 6-2, and two, they'll be 6-3. and three. So now I know their bye week hasn't come yet, so it's gonna never look like we're we're properly ahead of them. But until their bye week happens, but if if we get this win and we have six, and then they go on their bye and we can get a win that week, then all of a sudden that becomes a two game lead on them. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the math supports so it. This, yeah, because <laughs> if, if we double them up in the in the south, we would only have one game by record, but we'd have two games by virtue of of strength versus our opponent. Yeah. So. So really, this game becomes a, a two-win win for yeah. us at this point. Yeah. Um, and going into it, I think, I, I feel that we are going to have a lot of success if our weapons come back on offense. Our defense will, will do their job still. I, I can see them playing the Bucks better than the Giants did yesterday, and the Giants played them really well yesterday. Okay, well, tell me how it goes. So, tell, me, tell me how the game goes. I'm so interested. So we're we're gonna we're gonna go. I'll go. You know, half to half. So first half, I think we're gonna we'll be up like you know fourteen ten, and then in the second half, we're gonna start to you know abuse the um, privileges that we we've identified that this defense gives up. So I think final score is gonna be uh, thirty one to twenty for the mm-hmm. Saints, mm-hmm. and I think I think that Drew 
Drew Brees will, will throw three touchdowns. Alvin will run, will run one in. And then Tommy is going to toss us two interceptions, just like last time. I love it. Offensive and MVP. Offensive MVP, uh, two of them. So we're going to go, I'm going to go with, uh, I think Mike Thomas who comes back and just terrorizes the, the DBs in Tampa and, and lets the, the world know that he's not, he's not gone. You can forget about him for a couple weeks, but he's not gone. Okay. And then I think the other offensive MVP will be, um, you know, I'm just going to go with Ryan Ramchek. I think he's going to, going to hold his own on the, on the right side. I think he's going to, you know, keep the pocket clean for Drew. And, and let him find this, the receivers hitting those double routes and, and getting past the DBs, and that would be a big part of what Ramchek does for us. Nice. On, on defense, uh, defense, I think Marshawn has another big game and, and gets another interception here and keeps his QBR against him low um, and looks good doing it against Mike Evans. And then uh, for our other defensive MVP, I think Cameron Jordan will get get in the back. So you mentioned that Tom Brady was looking a bit skittish back there, and I think if Cam recognizes that on tape, he'll get back in. He'll get himself two more sacks for the week. Okay. Um, I'll do the same thing you do. I'll go half by half, and then I'll give you a score, and I'll give you my MVPs. So by the first half, I have a feeling we're going to come out, we're going to turn them over a couple times, and they're, they're going to get a couple of penalties. They're going to look like they have to chase us. I have a feeling like we're going to execute on a lot of those plays, and we're going we're gonna to get down the field and we're going to score some points. So I feel like we're going to score 17 in the first half. And I think it's going to be 17-9 in the first half. That kind of a game where Tampa's having to settle for field goals and we get two touchdowns and a field goal. Um, the second half, we're going to score. It's going to be 24-9. It's going to look like we're going to run away with it. But in true Saints fashion, they're going to make our butt cheeks get all tight. And Tampa's going to make a furious comeback. And they're going to be, um, sorry, 27, sorry, 24-17. to 17. Because they're going to go for a two-point convert, and they're going to get it after they, uh, after they score a touchdown. But then Drew's going to go down the field, and we're going to get a field goal to ice it up, and we're going to win this game 27-17. Um, I think that's just how the game's going to go. I think it's going to be a little bit uglier than people expect. But my offensive MVP is going to be Andres Pete again. Uh, I think he's going to have a fantastic day, and I think it's going to be a lot in the run game today. Or sorry, for us, uh, Sunday night. And then mm-hmm. I think our offensive other MVP is going to be Alvin Kamara. And I think this is going to be the first game we see Alvin Kamara run for over 100 yards. I think he's going to have a bunch mm-hmm. of big ones. And I think it's going to be that left side right behind Andres and Teron. And remember, Teron hates the Bucks and always plays well against them. So I'm very excited to see how he, uh, how he operates in the run game another week healthier after his, uh, his hand injury. Defensively, Malcolm Jenkins has been turning it up a little bit. So I got Malcolm Jenkins as my defensive MVP, and I have him with a turnover in this game. Fumble or interception, whatever. And Demario Davis just saw that Quan Alexander got started, you know, uh, as a Saint. You know, got traded over here, and he's going to start as a Saint uh, in the following week because he's not going to play this week. I think he wants to show him who's big boss and whose team this is at linebacker and whose room that is because Quan's going to come in, an LSU grad, and have a little attachment to this team. You know what I mean? He's going to have a little ownership. So... I think I think Demario Davis is going to feel a little pressure, even though the pressure should be on Anzalone, and Demario Davis balls out, and uh, that's my other defensive MVP. So I like him. Yeah, I, 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 we both have an idea of how this game is going to be. I think it's going to be a fist fight. In that first game, the Saints, even though we had won by two scores, um, and I did call that score. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> I, yeah, uh, yeah. The Saints had 120 yards in penalties. We have to clean that up. We have to put ourselves in a spot where. We don't leave it to the officials. You know what I mean? We play solid defense in the secondary. We get our hands on balls. Ugh. 
I didn't like the way that was said. <laughs> um, we get our hands on footballs and uh, and we getting licked in the mouth. Yes, Jesus, <laughs> licked in the mouth <laughs> and hands on balls. Welcome to the Who Dat Kiss podcast. We truly try and talk about kissing. Um, no, but I think that that's what the game's going to look like. And uh, yeah, man, I'm pumped. This is a this is a gigantic game. If I would have told you week one, my friend, we were going to be five and two, and we've only played one complete game, you would have taken it, wouldn't you? No, hands down, far yeah. none. Yeah. And the, the drama of Sunday night football in Tampa for for the division lead and Tom versus Drew, like all these all these headlines and storylines that can be made up. And I just hope that the NFL doesn't have something in it where you know they they let the victorious be not not the right side but the dark side. And <laughs> and uh, it seems it, it seems as though you know anytime uh, Tom Brady is is in a spot where he has to win to get further advantage in the playoffs or whatever the case is, typically the NFL finds a way to let that happen. Well, uh, it's case, hard. In point, yeah. case in point, last night on the, on the DPI, yeah. uh, that was picked up. Um, we just can't. Hey, let, let's, you know what? They, they call themselves Tampa Bay. Let's call them Stompa Bay. Let's yeah. go Stompa. <laughs> <laughs> we're, 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 resorting, we're resorting to grade six little puns here. Absolutely. Yeah, we're going to stomp you. <laughs> um, you yeah. know what? Let's not leave it to the officials. Let's have a two-score lead going into it and just make them chase us. doesn't matter what the officials call at that point. Let's just make sure we pace with them. You know what I mean? Keep that little, that little uh, cushion. We are the better team. We are the better roster. And guess what? My very first football game ever was in Tampa Bay. Went to Raymond Jacobs Stadium to watch the Saints. I'll be pumped to watch Drew Brees' last game in Tampa Bay, um, you know, getting his W and uh, putting us closer to the first place in the NFC South. Um, quick quick little going around the league here. Uh, Green Bay Packers look like they're slipping. San Francisco 49ers, very, very injured. Uh, Atlanta Falcons yeah. ascending. Carolina Panthers descending. Seattle Seahawks showed a little chink in the armor. Um, L.A. Rams, another little step backwards. Uh, the NFC... You know what I mean? I just don't feel like there's a team that we should be really terrified about. And the fact is we haven't played our full football yet. So us playing better near the, near the end of the year might bode really well. And I think that number one seed yeah. is still in play for us. Oh, definitely. Because now only Seattle is really ahead of, of anyone. And even if we get the win on Sunday, we'll, we'll match them for wins, right? So. Yeah. Um, it'll come down to strength of schedule at that point. And we losing to Green Bay hurts us because it's NFC, of course. But um, but they lost to Arizona, too. So who knows, man? Yeah, they, man. They, the number one seed is, is in play. I hope it's ours. They could lose two games, you know, playing Arizona, LA, or, C, or um, San Francisco still at the end of the season. Because yeah. they have San Fran at the end, like the very last week. And yeah. they, could, they could be healthy fighting for a playoff spot. So, yeah, man. I'm in for it. I'm happy. Oh, I'm excited to go for this. So, you know, Saints fans, while you're out there, remember, keep it simple. Be happy. We five and two. This is pretty this is pretty sweet, man. Um, all the Saints fans out there complaining, you know, finding reasons to complain. Don't complain. Enjoy it. We're five and two. This is Drew's last hurrah. And uh yeah, man, keep it simple. Anything you want to say, JD? I don't know. We're gonna be six and two on Sunday, that's all I know. That's all right, cool. Man. And it's, it's Tuesday at lunchtime. <laughs> I'm, I'm pumped up in my van already talking to you on, on this podcast. So yes, sir. Yes, sir. Come, yes, come sir. Sunday, I won't be looking to myself. Yes, sir. All right, man. We'll hit him with a hoot at. Hoot at, buddy. All right, man. See you later.